Welcome back, conscious listeners, to another episode of Listen Carefully. My name is Jen, and welcome to the podcast. I have been on a little bit of a break this season, so I had the intention of coming in and reconnecting and starting out this new calendar year with all the love. Speaking of which, my word for 2023, my intention rather, is love. And that is to remind me to remember to come from the heart, to remind me to be heart-centered in the decisions that I make, in the feelings that I move through, and to always know that that is my certainty, that is my inner clock, that is my internal compass. And I've been living life. I've been living life. And that's sort of where I've been. I've taken about a month off to just be in the holiday season and to be in the energy of relaxation. I really wanted to focus on giving back to myself because I tend to give a lot during the year and it felt really nourishing to not have to be on a timeline. I was pretty unplugged. I didn't have my phone. I really just had my phone to take pictures and to check in every once in a while. So I'm coming back feeling so renewed, but I'm also feeling like a little bit of a heaviness this start of the year, kind of a little bit of resistance when it comes to new year, new things, new beginnings, new mindset, that kind of stuff. Because I feel like the way that 2022 ended, I really had a lot of breakthroughs and I had a lot of patterns that I chose to leave behind me. And so it's been such a wild ride. And I know that I'm here for the long haul and for the big stuff. And I know that the higher the risk and the higher the discomfort that I face, that is going to translate into the transformation that lives on the other side of that. So I feel as though I'm really calm and cool and collected and confident, yet the old pattern would have been, okay, what's the focus? Where am I supposed to be? You know, really needing to have the answers and needing to feel certain in understanding my, my great need for understanding is so big. My great wonder to know is so big. And that's always been there to keep me safe. But it's crazy because this is the first time in my life that I have felt so much unknown and yet so much safety. The safety just feels so obvious, but I continue to be the pattern interruption. I continue to be the disruptor when it comes to facing the old paradigm and being presented with opportunities and decisions that I could have taken the path one way of either answering an urgency or feeling the need to act out of fear, right? And now I'm in a whole new place where I'm able to really be like, well, is this something that I'm willing to do? Or do I want to compromise that? Or am I available to shift and change in those ways? So it's really a beautiful thing to witness because throughout my life in my world, I tend to work with parents who are facing enoughness and wondering if they're doing enough, being enough, 
and all of the above when it comes to enoughness. And it's because the ways that our parents parented us fell under the category of being scared into compliance and being fearful. But as a result for the parents, kids were obeying and just going with the flow of their parents. But here's the thing. When we learn to tolerate abusive behavior and when we learn to tolerate things that are outside of our comfort, outside of our respect as humans, I don't care how young you are, you deserve respect as a child and to have your boundaries respected shows integrity. So usually out of this fear-based parenting, there is this demand for respect because it's like, you need to respect your elders. Yet the respect is not always reciprocated. And that's where the grief comes in. And that's where the heartbreak lands because we know deeper down that our parents and caregivers that had that fear-based parenting style did not get that as kids either. So in order to break the patterns and in order to choose something differently, the awareness becomes conscious. The awareness becomes built over time. And it takes a lot of courage and bravery to break the ice in those ways. It's so amazing to see when parents are in action because real imposters do not feel imposter syndrome, right? So if you are in your integrity and you are choosing another path and you are in your center and in your frame and you're in your integrity, it is going to feel different and wrong. And it's going to feel, you're going to feel self-doubt and you're going to feel the enoughness wound being triggered, but you get to throw yourself on your bed and say, oh my gosh, thank goodness this isn't who I actually am. Like, thank goodness this isn't who I truly am. This is my pattern that I'm subscribed to, right? Opt out, unsubscribe, delete, block, restrict, right? Like whatever you need to do, maybe there's 10 steps, but we're not going to beat ourselves up or judge ourselves for having that awareness because that is the first step. That is the place to start. And the monkey mind or the developed mind is going to tell us that, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. There's so much like to unwind, but it becomes more simpler than that. When we choose to lean in as life unfolds, as life presents itself, when we get out of the way of what we think should happen or what we think needs to happen in a certain way, when we stop manipulating our circumstances to unfold in this illusion of control, that's when the real alignment happens. That is when we are presented with the exact medicine that our soul needs. It's kind of like Whenever I go to the store, or especially the airport, I always know when I'm going to run into somebody I know. And then what happens is my mind tries to fi- figure out who it's going to be based on either the time of the year or whatever. And then I'm so pleasantly surprised by a whole different outcome that I had no idea was in store for me. And in those moments, I get to check in and say, yo, life is more magical than you could ever design. And that requires such a deep level of trust that requires our presence 
fully, 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 how would you act? How would you move? How would you respond if you knew all was taken care of? If you knew you were so safe in this universe, if you really knew that, because usually when we're born into these families of high dysfunction, we're here to be around that darkness so that we can bring the light. And I feel like in this personal chapter of my life, I'm coming out of darkness. I'm coming through the tunnel. I, I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm coming out of the darkness and it's fully time to step out and it's fully time to be out. And with that becomes this new level and layer of using my voice. I also intend this year to sing more. And I feel like I have so much medicine in the music, right? I came up with this song that says, this is the medicine. This is the medicine. This is the medicine. Ha, ha, ha. And even like changing it around to be like, this is a miracle. This is a miracle to really remind myself of what I'm waking up to and what is in my world and how I impact the world around me and how others impact me and how we're all connected and how everything, despite the dysfunction is all wrapped in love and not in a way to bypass the deep pain and hurt, but to accept it and to move through the grief with it because we will come through and come out on the other side, even stronger, even wiser, even more mature with more of that felt sense. Because I feel like that is my purpose and my goal. And my mission is to come through with that felt sense. So very sensationally based, very body-based, very mind-body connected to the feelings arising within me and allowing myself to move through it. I had the most amazing gift last week where I got to spend a week with my childhood best friend that we met in sixth grade. It was one of those moments where when we met, I knew my life was going to be forever changed. I knew she was my soul sister. and. We met in sixth grade. We've been best friends ever since. We have so much in common and yet we're pretty different. And that's why I love her so much. And I had the gift of spending a week with her newborn twins. They're two months now. And my goodness, just being in their presence. Oh my gosh. There were so many gifts and transmissions that came through me. So many downloads, so much beauty. and just to see them move through their cycles, you know, like whether it was their stretches or their grunts or their cries or their little coos or their little noises, you know, to witness these cycles that happened. And then because there were two of them, witnessing them taking turns, witnessing them both holding space for each other and creating that balance and duality. It was as if every single moment you could see the whole universe every single moment. There were lifetimes in every single moment. And again, so beyond words, so beyond, right? It allowed me to see the miracles in myself. It allowed me to see the gifts in me. That mirror was so strong. And at what point do we forget that we are miracles? We need those reminders even if it's not through fresh eyes and new life, we all have that opportunity to become reborn. And so I'll never forget that precious time. I'll always cherish that close to my heart. And I can't wait to see how fast they grow and how much they grow and how much they share because 
they're here and they're bold and they're unapologetic and so innocent and pure and so much heart, so much heart. Because when you think about tending to our own emotional needs, caring for a baby is very, very similar, right? We don't hold the baby so that they stop crying. We hold the baby so that they know they're not alone. We show them that felt sense that I'm right here with you. This is unconditional. No matter what, I'm not leaving. And that's the hope, right? That's the hope that keeps us alive. Developmentally, when we reach for the boob or the bottle or the nourishment, there is hope that that need gets met. And if that need gets met, which hopefully it does, because hope keeps us alive, that's when we know that we are safe in our nervous system. That's when we know if we reach, we're met. If we reach, we're met. If we reach, we're met. And it doesn't have to be so overwhelming and we can reach out at any time that we need help. And it's such a reminder of like, it doesn't matter what I need, when I need or how I need it. I know I'm going to be cared for so deeply and so lovingly. And it's also that amplification and reminder of our caregivers too, that they need to have the time and space to take care of their own needs. They need to take intentional time to take care of themselves. And if we have habits that help us care for ourselves, then we're in good shape. Then we're able to be present versus if we have habits that are like just getting us by and that aren't actually for the greater good of our health and our well-being and our longevity. And, you know, if, if we're not full of life, if we're not connected to life, if our life force is lagging, that becomes felt, whether that is through others or our communities, or even with ourselves. And it's an opportunity to be honest with ourselves. How honest are we willing to be with ourselves and to ourselves? Because that's going to be a great indicator of how well we're able to do relationship, how intimate we're able to be with ourselves so that we can deepen with others and that we can feel understood and met and really thrive and be accepted for exactly who we are you know, it's so wild how quickly we are to want to classify or understand again, or that piece around that knowing of, you know, like, well, which twin is this way or that way or more this or more that. And it's like, wow, like they're their own people. And what if they didn't have to have labels or what if they didn't have to get in the box, right? We put them in this box to try to understand them better. Even just like, are they fraternal or identical? It's like, well, they're fraternal, yet I see so much of them that's identical as well, right? So it's like, how can we allow ourselves to maybe use the boxes and labels to benefit us, but yet not strongly identify with them to the point of being so attached to the outcomes or being so attached to the expectations that like, have occurred before in those circumstances or those ways, if that makes any sense. Because I feel like there's so much liberation and freedom that comes when we allow ourselves to have those guidelines about who we are or what's expected of us and yet still be allowed and accepted and had have that felt sense. This is why I'm stressing this because it's so important. The felt sense that we really truly can show up and be our own person and be who we are and that the people around us are going to love us. Anyways, they're going to 
actually celebrate us for being so different for who we are. It's kind of like when kids test boundaries and when they push the limits, I was a kid that did this and I always felt different. I always felt like an outsider. I always felt like it was um, hard to relate. And by the way, I'm done being relatable, right? It's time to unfilter. It's time to uncap and it's time to be who I really am. You know, I encourage you to do this too. Allow yourself to be your wild, weird self. It doesn't matter if nobody can relate. It's actually more powerful to not be able to relate because I feel like there's more learning in that. But, you know, when we're different and we feel different than like our family or our parents, which in my case, it was just me and my parents for two years. When we feel different by the time I was five, right? I was exemplifying like these limit pushing behaviors because I wanted to know so deeply. I wanted that felt sense of, oh my gosh, you're so different than us, but we celebrate you. And we're so glad that you are because you bring such a different perspective. You bring the contrast, you know, and whether or not my parents had the words or the connections to articulate that, you know, it's like, that was what I really wanted was that deeper connection and love and acceptance of we're going to embrace you, like even especially if you're different, because that's how we're going to learn and grow to the extent that we need. And it's, it's such a powerful, powerful tool, you know, and that's another thing that I always remember. And I don't know if it's because like I was the firstborn child or if I spent time around adults being younger, but like, I remember knowing and feeling And whether that was just because it was modeled, but just knowing and feeling so much more than like what adults would give me credit for. And I feel like that comes out of their own fear or their own um, misunderstanding or misattunement. And like, that's fine. But I just remember that of like, wow, the way that like adults chose to relate to me, it's not that I had the voice to say, um, you can relate it to me differently than that. Right. Like I didn't expect them to change, but there was definitely that dissonance and that quality of, wow, they must think I'm younger than I am or wow. They don't. So it always reminded me that it was hard to establish communication. I guess it was hard for me to trust that people were communicating with me for the right reasons versus like what they thought they should, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making sense with the words, but that was how I felt. Another huge metaphor that I'm taking away recently is that, you know, when things are going really well, how can I be in that celebration energy without expecting anything to go wrong, right? Like how can I allow myself to celebrate and know that everything I've worked for has come to this point and really relish in that without any resistance or doubt into resting into that. That's my edge right now because worrying is purposeless. Worrying is just a coping strategy and it's been passed along in my lineage. So I'm ready to let that go as well. And anytime that it creeps up, it can be quite triggering, you know, like just a moment ago, Meraki had this shrieking bark 
And who knows what it was? Like, I couldn't hear anything. I don't know what she got stirred up about, but like, it really activates me and pulls at my heartstrings too. Like, like I could just feel it in the middle of my heart. And I'm like, geez, like, what is this? Like, what is this? Like, defensiveness, you know? And obviously like she has reactivity at times. And especially if we're at home and she feels the need to bark, it's like, geez, like some of the time it's fine. But like, for whatever reason, like in this moment, I'm like, wow, that's so activating. Like I'm literally just trying to like open my heart and be, and like, of course that would be what happens, you know, and it's not the first time that she's barked and interrupted during a podcast. So I'm, you know, I'm happy to just have it be what it is, but at the same time, it really like sobers me into the moment of like, wow, nothing's going to be as planned. And like, can I be chill with that? Can I roll with that? No matter how subtle or how big, right? Because the little things are the big things. They just compound. So for me, it's like, if I don't take care of that in the moment, right? Like I pause the recording. I just soothed her and we regulated and breathed, but man, it's like, if we plow through those moments and if we, if we do let that stuff to compound, like that's when we try to make meaning of it in our heads. And that's when we get really dizzy and that's when we get headaches and that's when we have memory distortions and all kinds of BS going on. So I know that it's, you know, coming up for a reason and it's always an opportunity to learn and to grow. And with that, it's 555. I will leave you with that. And yeah, let me know how your year is going so far. Let me know what your intentions are. If you do that for the year, I would love to hear about it. And I wish you well. I hope you have a beautiful week. I will see you next time. Take care.